NC State basketball coach who won the NCAA championships in 1983, and I happened to watch that because that's how old I am, (laughs) said we should do three things every day of our lives. Number one is laugh, he said, and you should laugh every single day. Number two is to think. We should spend some time in thought and reflection every day. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears every day. Jim Valvano said that. Well, I watch a Kodak commercial and, you know, like I'm, I'm reaching for the Kleenex. So that <laughs> is not a challenge for me. Um, but this thing about threes I find fascinating because it exists. It's pervasive in our culture. In my recent past, the public speaking arena, you know, you tell them what you're going to tell them. You tell them and then you tell them what you told them. So it it makes three main points. The leadership stool. Always partnerships that have threes work better than partnerships that have two. So there's all kinds of threes that show up every single day and throughout human history, actually. Number three's always had a sort of uh, unique significance, an almost spiritual or divine aura around it. Pythagoras, who you know was a Greek philosopher, he thought that the meaning behind numbers was somehow eternal and very connective. In his eyes, at least, and many mathematicians, number three is the perfect number. On some level, you know, some people's interpretation of the number three is that it stands for, get this, harmony, wisdom, and understanding. Wow. Well, I like that because it is actually my favorite number. It is. Yeah, because I come from a lot of threes, right? I'm the third child of uh, three siblings. We're all equally three years apart, like literally born July, June, June. So, like, it's it's sort of uncanny uh, how much it presents. I just thought of something. Sorry to uh, step on your sentence there. It just occurred to me. My mother is the youngest of three girls, and my father is the youngest of three boys. See? How about that? Three and three. Well, look, three blind mice. Three stooges. Lord of the Rings trilogy. Three acts in a play. Mm-hmm. How about those the, three little monkeys? See no evil, hear no evil, talk no evil. Is that what it <laughs> speak, is? speak no evil. Speak yeah. no evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, of course, I was raised, it just happens that, as I've already, I think I've referred to, but it's public knowledge. My dad was a priest. He's long dead. And... You know, I was raised with the knowledge that, that Jesus died at 33. Again, 33, right? right. So, right. Um, and, 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 and there's a witch's rule. Ever mind the rule of three. What you send out will come back to thee times three. So be careful with be what careful. you speak. Be careful of anything you do because it will come back to you times three. Uh, but but I think that, you know I mean we I don't have, know if that's true but I, but I sure it is. like to, I sure it like is. it we have we have co- we have all these other expressions what comes around goes around it's the same thing the right? rule of threes yeah. is like that it's it's exactly the same thing right? well and okay I'm switching gears on you because this is an arena I know that you have deep and abiding passion about sports 
Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I, not so much, but okay. Every Sunday I'm locked in my little cavern watching, well, I happen to be a Baltimore Ravens fan. Don't hold that against me, anyone. Uh, but NFL, I've, I was raised with it, and so it's one of those things that I do. But three goals in hockey, ice hockey is a hat trick, right? And in baseball, you've got three strikes and you're, and you're out. out. Yeah. Right. And there's probably other threesome stuff that I am forgetting about that's in sports. And I'm sure one of our listeners will let it, let us know. That would be cool. Oh, I know another one. Uh, Triple Crown. The horse racing. Yes. So you've got the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes and, oh, the Kentucky Derby is first, of course. How can I forget that? I met my first husband at the Preakness after party in 1976. The father of my children. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. No, it has nothing to do with threes. Nothing. <laughs> it's, but there are other... How about this one? Physics. Parts of an atom. You have proton, neutron, neutron. and... <laughs> you should see her face, everybody. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? I, I don't know. She, she wants me to be a scientist. Yes, no. Electron. <laughs> no. Electron. Electron. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and I one other one. Because I'm stuck on the horse racing thing. Trifecta. If you call three races, you pick the three winners. Yeah. It's like the top bounty, right? The, the top amount you can win. So, well, and, and there, right? Like the, the, the three stages of, what is it, uh, uh, gold, silver, bronze, oh, right? Oh, 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 for, for Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. You know, you have those three Gold, silver, top. bronze. You're yeah. right. You're right. And then you've got traffic lights. Ah, red, red, yellow, yellow green. green. And you've got primary colors. Yeah. Blue, red, yellow. Isn't that interesting? And you want to go to the human body? Oh. I have notes. Oh. I have notes. I wrote this down because I, I wasn't going to be able to remember it. it. Three. There are three main types of galaxies. They are called spiral, elliptical, and irregular. In the human body, you've got three types of muscle tissue, skeletal, cardiac, and smooth. Did you know that? No. I've never known that I have smooth muscle tissue. I'm telling you. Well, apparently we all do, though. <laughs> but but smooth muscle tissue where? I can't find the five. My but, tissue uh, but isn't, does not look smooth anymore. Well, yeah. You know, you know, over 50, nothing looks smooth. That's let's face true. it, right? Uh, blood vessels. Three types of blood vessels. There are arteries, veins, and capillaries. Right? Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, unfortunately, though, to every upside... Uh, there's also a downside. A downside, and and so there's a lot of superstitions, absolutely, that are out there, such as seeing three butterflies on a leaf. Now that one took me by surprise. Have you ever thought that three butterflies anywhere would gather on a leaf? Number one, but number two, that if they did, that the first thing you would think is, "Oh shit, something <laughs> bad is going to happen." You got three little butterflies gathered I, on that, a leaf. That almost and, seems like. Mean to the butterfly. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, and we've all heard the one lighting three cigarettes on one match. Like, don't do that. Well, don't light the cigarettes. 
as a reformed smoker, I, I'm yeah. big on that. Well, reformed uh, up until I have, you know, the one glass of wine at some holiday or something, and then I go, does somebody have a cigarette? And so, um, and then, of course, hearing an owl hoot three times. that That's death. Yeah. Okay. I See, so yeah. each of these is purported to be yeah. some sort of harbinger of misfortune. Yeah. But I had never heard. I, I mean, and I even the owl thing. Well, I, uh, I had in my in my own family system uh, when I was. I I don't think I think I was probably a teenager when my mother fully explained it to me because as a young child you don't understand but um in 1964 my mother was pregnant with her for, or well, had just had her first child so she was 23 years old and uh um she had married my father who was from uh Ontario and she moved to Ontario with him she was originally from Nova Scotia and she had um, her father and her stepmother had two more children that were uh, 12 and 14. Uh, so my uncle was 12 and my aunt was 14. And three days prior to my uncle being murdered at 12 years old. Um, oh, my God. What? He was, yeah, he was murdered at 12 years old. But it gets it gets really interesting because Are we going down the dark side? No, no, now? not really not really. It's just that this is just about facts. So um And it goes back to three somehow. It goes back okay, to three. Okay, yes. okay. So Okay, we'll um, stay with you. Uh Three days before my uncle died, my aunt was sitting at the kitchen table and there were three loud knocks at the front door. She went and answered the door. There was nobody there. Three days later, my uncle and my grandmother were picking blueberries. Okay, your uncle is married to her? No, my uncle is 12 years old. He's the 12 year old kid. And he's with his mother picking blueberries. And an 18 year old boy rides up on his bike, asks my uncle how old he is. He says he's 12. He pulls out a gun and puts it to his head and shoots him in the head. He then proceeds to go ask, gets on his bike and and goes and kills two more boys that he did the exact same thing with. What so about three your, boys. What about your grandmother? Where was she? She was right there. So she saw this. She happen. watched the whole thing. Happen. And he did not shoot her. No. Nope. So this was a this was this was this was some kind of act. Uh, he, this boy was 18 years old. Obviously, he had had some kind of mental breakdown and, uh, you know, his— uh, And some sort of trauma, it sounds right. to me like he his was trying to His trauma was being directed towards 12-year-olds. In a perverse and he took, way, yeah. He, he, so, and he shot three boys anyway, that weekend. Anyway, back but to anyway, the three. Two, two of them died. Uh, one of them didn't. But my uncle was happened to be the one who died. But the, I never forgot that my aunt told me about these three loud knocks. Okay. And I thought that was very significant that nobody was at the door and that it, it, it told her three days before the event happened that it was going to happen. Because that's what superstition, and this is like or throughout history, people have been known to hear three knocks at a door really? before somebody dies. See, I've never heard that. Yeah, so that's that's very, it's it's almost folky, yeah. you know, like folktale-ish, but um, but it, it really did exist. And uh, I mean, my aunt is a very intelligent woman. She's not. Uh, you know, she's not this flighty thing. She wouldn't tell a story. She's like, she's not even very superstitious, but yet she she knows something happened that day when she heard those knocks and then she lost her brother. 
And there was, when I was like 18 years old, I was working at a hotel and we had three managers. One was for the coffee shop, one was for the dining room, and one was for the Japanese restaurant that was on the rooftop. Where was this? It was uh, in Toronto, 401 and Dixie, um, Mississauga. Okay. Okay. The manager of the coffee shop, we were all playing baseball for the hotel team. And he slid into third base, bumped his head, and died three hours later. Oh, wow. Three? Three hours. Three like, literally hours. Went into a coma instantly. Oh, man. Right as Just he slid into third base. Way. Yeah. And uh, and then passed away three hours later. And then uh, I think wasn't very long. I know this was all in within a month span, but I remember this Jamaican woman who I worked with looked, turned to me after the coffee shop manager died and said, Death comes in threes. And then a couple of weeks later, the dining room uh, manager passed away from cancer. And then a week after that, the uh, upstairs uh, Japanese restaurant, he was murdered by his daughter's ex-boyfriend stalker. Holy smokes. Like, it was crazy. But it, but these three deaths happened within, a like, a so three-week period. The, these stories and the, the superstitious aspect of them, uh, but it's almost, that took, or that made a a huge impact on you. Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge. Well, you know, I have noticed, it's not that it's made a huge impact on me, and I've, I do remember, who was it who went first, David Bowie or Prince? I think it was Prince. One of them went first, and I remember kind of going, who's next? And and, And then they do tend to go... Or it's, my memory says they come in threes. Like, didn't somebody go boom, boom right after Betty White? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you it, know, it, yeah. and I remember thinking with poor Betty. Yeah. Uh, yeah gosh, I'm so sad. But what a life. Talk what about life. what a life. And we are, yeah, no, that's not really on threes. But so what else do you want to say about threes, if anything? I think I think that it's, it, it, it's significant. And I think there is powers that be that are just a little bit, I guess, bigger than us, that we can see the signs are sending us the signs, right? Like if somebody were to see the three butterflies, if I saw three butterflies on a leaf, now I'm going to go, well, hmm. Yeah, but is that because somebody told you that's what they mean? I mean, personally, if I had not read that on Google, you know, whatever right. site it was, and I saw three butterflies land on a leaf near me, I would go, OMG, <laughs> you know, they have come to me and are telling me I'm a good girl or whatever. Yeah, right, I wouldn't right. I wouldn't interpret it as something negative. And maybe so, it is because we are told and it, we pass on these. Um, I often remember and, there was a, a show that was only two seasons and you and I watched it religiously, but they didn't. And it was Carnival. Oh, yes. And I often remember the the line at the beginning of the show, and it was the, the little midget guy from the carnival, and he was saying uh, that sometime in, you know, the early 1920s, we traded mysticism for reason. No, oh, 1920s, so, I suggest we did it a long time well, before we, that. Well, but we, we didn't, though. We still had a lot of communities that were still very submersed in, like, the ferries and in the 1920s, right? There were people still traveling to England to different spots to to, to locate ferries because um, if you the guy so, from Kodak, Kodak actually, he, not, he, he received pictures from three young girls in England, and he produced them. Oh, and right. he couldn't, show me that. He couldn't prove that they weren't true because the— the wings were blurry. 
the, in these photographs. Well, and so, so, so what I'm saying is that people were still very much in countrysides and small towns, very much engulfed in the mysticism. But it really was the 1920s when we started. When we started getting radio and TV became like you know household things. TV Information wasn't until then. no, the 40s, but radio was right in the 20s. People were actively listening to their radio so, uh, every you're night. Equating radio with the with the elimination the, of mysticism. Please absolutely. expand. Well, because that's where that's the light of information, right? All this information started coming in that they never had before, right? They didn't know what was going on on the other side of the world until eight months after somebody got back on the boat. Yeah, okay. Right? Okay. So here we're having instant information, and this instant information is creating more logic than mysticism. I agree with that. Statement. Right? Okay. That's And that's just okay. what we and did. And do you not agree... And whoa, I can't believe I'm opening this door and we might shut it very quickly. But just to, you know, pry it open a, a, a toehold yep. and say that religion may have had a hand hundreds of years ago, organized religion of all forms in terms of actually mm, stamping out its original connection yeah. to mysticism. Okay, I think that uh, that happened long before the turn of the century of, you know, the 20s. I think that happened back okay. in the 1600s, okay. right? You'll give me that. With, um, uh, you know, the witch trials and, you know, all, all, you know, religion and taking women or people away from nature and more into a building. And I, I think there were a lot of factors behind that. That is totally another show uh, for another day. But I think there were, and I think religion was uh, starting to infiltrate the natural world and people who were living in natural states yeah. uh, for a long time. and So we went, um, for the listening audience, uh, I, I've been leading uh, human empowerment programs for half my life. And we just took an exit off the main drag. Didn't and, we, though? Yeah, yeah. And it had a little scenic detour. Mm -hmm. That's all that happened. Yep. And now we're going to get back on the highway <laughs> because we finished with that scenic detour. Not that it has a natural conclusion or that it makes sense or that everybody appreciated the scenic detour. It's just it happened. And that's what happens in our conversation. So now we're back on the main drag, which is threes. threes. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, do you have any closing thoughts? My only thought is, as I cut you off before you can even answer, my only thought is, I think there's potentially some value in the notion that if you see something or hear something, you know, like on the second time in a row, you might go, whoa, maybe I can pay attention. Because I know when the third time comes for me in certain ways that the universe might choose to communicate when I have been mm, slow to step up, the third time is usually maybe a little less gentle. So pay attention to the things that come at you in threes. I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of... Um a lot of Native cultures and looking at Native people who braid their hair. And uh, I was told a Another long time three. ago yes, that, that the weaving of the three strands of your hair into one braid is weaving your mind, body, and soul into one. And you know, knowing me, I braid my hair pretty much all the time. Uh, almost every day. If, 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 every I night. Don't, if I do not have to go to work, I will not... Uh, 
uh, do my hair and I would just braid it because I, I, it's simple, it's easy and it's my look. I like it, but I, and I, but I think there's a lot of value <laughs> to the weaving the mind, body and soul. And I think it creates me personal balance. Well, so think of all the listeners who have little girls or who, have, right. who, who have hair themselves, who are absolutely want to do well on the test. Weave those braids, man. And, and in, do, an, do an intention, you know, today I'm going to write an amazing test and I'm going to get an amazing score. And you weave that mind, body and soul together and you make it something. No kidding. Absolutely. Never heard you talk about that before. Well, because so, it's, it's so personal, right? It's your hair. It's an extension of you. So you don't like go around going, well, I dye my hair this time. And, you know, you don't go around and tell people about what you do with your hair. So I don't, you know, it's just not a topic of conversation that really comes up, but it is very, you know, it's very active in my subconscious, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Of what I do and how I do my hair. Yes. Good morning. I'm here for my test. Can you see my mind, body, and spirit? Exactly. I am ready exactly. to go. But I will also say this. Whenever my hair is in braids, people think I am literally 25 years younger than I am. I don't know why, but be like, you're right. not 53. Well, I think there's something that, you know, the, the pigtailed little girl, the pigtails. Why do we call them pigtails? I don't know. Because it looked like, I don't know, but even pig's tails don't look like pigtails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an oxymoron right there, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well,. Anyway, uh, I, that was fascinating to me. So maybe the takeaway from this particular episode is, folks, braid your hair more often. And uh, men, instead of shaving it, just braid it, you know? I mean, put that mind-body-spirit together. I've seen a lot of, you know, sort of uh, hipster guys that got really long beards, beards now, and they they braid them. Sure, and I'm why like, not? Damn, that looks and now, nice. And now they know why. And there's power in that. There is power in yeah, that. Yeah, the power of threes. Okay, well, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap up this episode. Thanks for tuning in again to our meanderings. We'll be back next week with another episode of Loose Ends. You can find us on social media and your favorite podcast platforms. And actually, you know, it occurs to me, one of the things that we want to do in the future is have some episodes on things that we have found amusing over the years. And one of them is mangled lyrics. <laughs> so, so <laughs> when I was 10 years old, man, I'm singing in the kitchen and it was ACDC, Dirty Deeds and Dunder Cheap. And I'm singing away and I'm singing Dirty Jeans on Dundas Street. <laughs> and my brother looks at me and goes, you're a fucking idiot. That's what he says right there. Right? From then on, I was like, I made sure that I'm listening to what's being said. But one of the better ones I've heard recently is the Elton John one. <laughs> I don't know. The Hold one. me closer. Tony Dance. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was great. So if you have mangled lyrics out there or anything that is silly and fun that has that to do with pop about. culture songs, then please DM us. Yeah, send them to us. We're going to do a whole episode on how we misinterpret. the. You know, when you find out when you're 48 years old that you've been singing it wrong for 27 years, it's, 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 it's kind of uh, humbling. So have a great week, everyone. Absolutely. Have a great week, everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you and your I can't stop. It's an addiction. Yes. Okay. It's goodbye. An addiction. Bye. We can tape that over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling myself.